DNVR Broncos live coming to you from Studio C, as of course we're still doing renovations on the bar, though I think we might get back uh, in person in studio this week as we have a little uh, auxiliary studio that we're setting up there on the second floor, but that's neither here nor there. The C today stands for controversial, as in I think I'm going to have some controversial takes for the people today, so Mm. get ready for that. Um, so yeah, let's jump in guys. First of all, uh, how, how's everyone doing? How was everyone's weekend? Hank and I actually just participated in the, uh, DNVR wiffle ball home run derby. And I wish I could tell you one of us won, but we tied each other. Yeah. I, I felt so good about it. I got to go early on. Rudo was the only one in front of me. He hit one home run, wasn't a threat. But then I put eight out there, and there were some bombs. I still finished with the longest one. There was like 10 more people after me, though, and you just have to wait and watch. And then eventually Brendan Vogt got in front of us. What a, what yeah. a, that, that's what's most disappointing. So were we T, T2 eventually? Yeah, with Riley, too. Oh, Riley got an eight piece. All he right. Pop. I think all of his that went out might have hit grass. Jeez. If not, it was close. Um, unfortunately, Zach wasn't there, so he wasn't able to make it a three way tie. <laughs> a three way tie. Was, did, did we all get last? No, we no. got second. Oh, how about that? Good job. Way to represent, fellas. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Annika. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yes. A very happy birthday to my wonderful fiance today. You exactly. you went for breakfast, right? We did, yes, yes. Doing uh, doing some sushi for dinner later. Oh, I thought you were going to uh, say sushi for breakfast. <laughs> did, did not do that. That that would be uh that would be an even more sushi move than Ryan. Yeah, I mean, what about like like we have breakfast tacos, breakfast quesadillas, breakfast burritos? Could we do breakfast sushi? Oh, man, so we're talking egg. Yeah, I'm, oh, I assume ooh. egg has to be involved in some way. But should it be raw egg since there's raw fish? Is that how we incorporate and make it a sushi sort of thing? All right. So here's what I'm thinking. I've had um, like an eggs Benedict. I don't remember exactly what it was called when you change the ingredient to like smoked salmon. But we'll just call it eggs or yeah, we'll call it eggs Solomon. Um, and wow. I feel like you could take the idea like you're still getting fish in there so you're getting that smoked salmon which is yeah, great with yeah. breakfast cream cheese, some sort of cream mm. cheese ingredient um but i'm just trying to figure out what we're using to replace rice because no one really eats rice for breakfast oh. i felt like the rice was tortilla? fine you could do a tortilla instead of the seaweed tortilla would make sense but yeah. i was thinking like yeah. you get some sausage links and some bacon those are easy mm. to like roll wrap cut, you yeah. know yeah oh, oh you're taking some... bacon bacon replaces the uh um the seaweed the seaweed oh, oh man we're making enough? this sound delicious now actually so i'm thinking it's like egg in the middle little layer of cream cheese wrapped in bacon with um, a little smoked salmon oh man that is <laughs> sounding good too bad you didn't give me this idea yesterday then i could have dished up my own little breakfast this morning yeah yeah that would be good on a good you guys I'm I'm starting to think this reminds me of every ingredient we've thrown out. I've th- I've thought of raw and what it what it's like raw. Have you guys ever seen anyone eat raw bacon? No, that's awful. No, it's like it, it's a thing. People put it on 
coat hangers. I don't know why and eat it off of coat hangers. And it may be the most disgusting thing I've ever seen anyone eat because it takes forever to chew. What oh, corner of the internet are you on? <laughs> there's there's a very weird corner. Probably not one you should go down. Is this yeah, like a fitness? Illegal. Like, oh, you're like, if no. you cook the bacon, you're missing out on like the nutrients or something? Far from. Far from, uh, far from a fitness thing. I was hungry when we were talking about breakfast and sushi, <laughs> and now I am not hungry at all. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm starving. I had a protein shake sorry, this morning. Yeah. Then I got to the home run derby, was still hungry. So then I ate like 300 seeds and I'm still hungry. Yeah, that's that's the great thing. And the terrible thing about seeds is you will eventually kill your lips from salt yeah. before you feel satiated. Yeah, it's so yeah. true. They're so good, though. So, they are. So it's they're so I'm more, fun. A, I'm more of a peanut guy at baseball games. Obviously, like if you're on the field, you're not cracking peanuts. But like when you're in the stands that I, I, I grab like the three dollar bag outside. It's a good deal. I only like seeds when I can just like spit them freely wherever I want. Mm. So like, do you guys think it would be chill for me to just sit on my balcony and just spit seeds off the balcony? Yeah, what because floor? you're not you're not shooting Ten. them at someone specifically. If it happens to hit someone, well, they shouldn't have been down there. There's there there's nothing below it other than just like like a roof of a different part of the building. Oh. I feel like I feel like with balconies, it depends on the floor. Like the higher you get. Like all of a sudden, it's like no, this doesn't really hit the ground, you know? Right, like, it could just like wrap yeah. into someone. No, that takes too long. Whatever, it doesn't work. So yeah, I think if you're way up that high, you can just and you're good. Oh, and they just fly <laughs> out. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you don't yeah. know where they go. It's fine. Sorry, they Ali, go to, you've they been go to see heaven. Two out of three. <laughs> yeah, they might go up. Who's to say? Maybe the gravity is so light up there. That's true, especially if it's if it's gusty, like they're just going out into the road or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, cool. I'm <laughs> I'm in. Uh, all right. So the conversation today um, actually brings back a conversation that we've had a little bit, but not in this way. And I think this way is a really interesting question to pose, which is this: We're talking about position battles all week this week, leading into. Broncos training camp, which starts next week, which is just crazy. Um, Buddy. And the question is, is this a position battle? All the other ones that we're going to talk about are pretty obviously position battles. So we start with the most fringe position battle, or at least that's what some people want to think. So is running back one up for grabs when the Denver Broncos enter training camp, Zach? No, and I think the way you put that, Ryan, was why I'm able to say no so easily. Entering training camp, this is Javante Williams' job. And and look, guys, typically a, 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 an OTA guy that doesn't show up for OTAs, not that big of a deal. When you have a stud in Javante Williams, when you have a, a, a new coaching staff, when you have a new playbook, then, yes, OTAs do matter. And Javante Williams was there. Melvin Gordon was not there. Right now, this is Javante Williams' job to lose. Now, that could change throughout training camp. It could change through the first six weeks of the season, which we'll get into. But entering training camp, this is Javante Williams' job. Wait, but let me uh, – why do you say – I'm not saying entering training camp. I'm saying in training camp. Is the job up for grabs? See, now that's a little different. That's a little different. 
Ah, uh, and yes, it's it slightly is up for grabs because look, guys, Melvin Gordon, he has a track record of this exact thing going into training camp against other great running backs, Austin Eckler. Not only when Austin Eckler was a rookie, but after Austin Eckler showed that he was a very good, capable NFL running back. And then uh, you had it with Philip Lindsay. And you had it with Javante Williams last year. Three really good backs that Melvin Gordon's gone against. And you know what Melvin Gordon's done every single time he's come out on top. He has been the starter. Sure, he shared a workload, but he has been a starter. I do think that changes this year with Javante being the starter, but I can't ignore that. So I guess entering training camp, Javante is the starter and should hold on to it. But it'd just be naive to say that Melvin couldn't come in and swoop it again, just like he's done. I think that in camp, it's so hard for running backs to really separate, you know, I, I, because there's just so many things that you can blame things on, especially because most of the time you're not going to the ground and all of that. I think that it would take something pretty horrible happening, like Javante just hitting the wrong hole every time or something like that for them to pull it. I'm kind of with Zach here thinking maybe, maybe it's up for grabs, but it does feel like it's probably Javante's job at this point. Which is weird because, again, like you look at the numbers, same number of carries Melvin did more with them last year. Yeah. I am glad you guys said that because I was going to like take this to great extremes to get you guys to eventually admit that it is up for grabs. I was going to be like, okay, well, what if Javante has a terrible training camp and Melvin has a great one? Like, at a certain point, let me just say this like, you could probably make this case for any position, but like, QB one is not up for grabs. There's literally nothing that Russell Wilson could do in training camp that would make him lose the job um, to, you know, Josh Johnson. So that one is like completely cemented. Now you could go through almost any other position and do this. What I'm, what I was going to do, which is like, well, what if this person plays bad and that person plays great, but I would say this one more than anyone is the closest to being like Javante Williams has to have a good camp to keep, his starting position. I think he's coming in as the favorite and maybe even the minus 250 favorite. But minus 250 favorites can lose and we all agree that we hope that doesn't happen. But I will say like he ha- he has to hold serve. He has to um go in there and perform well and it'll be his. He doesn't even have to outperform Melvin Gordon per se in training camp even though, you know, he could and and might um, he just has to go be really solid, and he'll get it. You just don't mess up. You know, if you're not, like, fumbling, I'll touch wood, or missing the hole, mm-hmm. or missing lots of pass protection, and, you know, not knowing the plays. That type of stuff is how you could lose it. Um, but it is up – it it, it it can be stolen from him. He can't go in just thinking, I don't – It's this is my job, uh, or else he might lose it. I like minus 250, and especially for one that this is viewed as maybe like 50-50. No, it's not 50-50. Javante really is a starter, and and, and that's what I wanted to, to get across here. But you're right. Melvin could take it, but if Melvin is the week one starter, guys, that's really bad news. And I'm touching what either means that something happened to Javante or it means that Javante is taking a step back because what do we know about Melvin Gordon? We know everything about Melvin Gordon. He's going to get you four to five yards every single carry. He's going to be really good in the red zone. He's going to be a good third down back. And you got to expect two to four fumbles uh, a season from him. The coaches know exactly 
what they're getting from Melvin Gordon. We expect and hope that Javante Williams is going to eventually be better than Melvin Gordon. And running backs, they don't take five years to mature and become the guy they are. No, 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 no. You should really know who you are in that second year. And so if Javante's not able to overtake Melvin Gordon, and especially because he's coming in as a front runner, like we said, if he's not able to hold on to that, then I'm not sure we're talking about Javante being a special running back like I think we can be. And, that, and that's why I do think he ends up being the starter is because I, th- I think he shows enough in, in training camp in the preseason that the coaches say, boy, this guy's got special written all over him. And Melvin, we know exactly what he is, and we love it. But we got to give this – we, we, we got to let Javante fly a little bit here. Okay, so let me ask you this. Is it deserved? Does he deserve to be the minus 250 favorite? Like – if this was actually on DraftKings, are you are you betting on Javante or are you betting on Melvin? Uh, well, I'm probably not betting minus 250 on that. You may have to sprinkle some juice on Melvin because of that juice. And it is a really good question. Is it deserved? And Javante was George Payton's second pick. Uh, in his tenure. So there's other things that that take play and part in this. Also, Javante's the future here. And here's why, why here's why I'll say it's deserved is I really do think not being at OTAs really hurt Melvin Gordon this year. Oh. If Melvin Gordon was there, then I'd say, no, it's probably not deserved because like, like Henry said, Melvin was the starter all of last year. Uh, they both split the carries and Melvin did just a bit more about the sound of like 15 yards more than Javante. So I, I wouldn't be able to make that case as strongly, but Melvin, and again, I don't want to make this a big deal year in and year out, but for this one, it did matter if you were there because it's an all new coaching staff, all new scheme. Totally. And, and again, like he, they didn't bring him back right away. You know, it would have been one thing if they say, you know what, let's just re-sign Melvin Gordon right now. We think he's he's an important guy here. And I think uh, Jose pointed this out in the comments too, but if they were really, if they really wanted Melvin Gordon to be the guy, they would have done something about that early. I think they realized that he could be a really good number two. And, and how could you not just roll with Javante? When, when both of them have similar results, there's good reason to think that one could be getting much better. You got to you gotta give him the chance. Just by that logic, you want to give him the job. I think just the, the level of excitement that he brings. And if you're, it's Nathaniel Hackett, too. You know, it's not, it's not Vic Fangio back there saying, uh, you know, he's proven, he's whatever. It's, ooh, I wonder if this guy's going to be fun. And it does look like he's going to be really fun. So there's just so many signs pointing to Javante that I would be surprised if if it isn't him. But Ryan, I feel like you're taking that plus 170 juice on Melvin <laughs> the way you're acting right now. Well, I definitely am. And Henry just made my point for me. It's not deserved. And and, and look, this is going to come off as like I'm pro-Melvin and anti-Javante, and anyone who knows me would know that that is not the, not the case at all. I love Javante. You know, I'm, I'm whatever on Melvin. But – it's not deserved. You said things like you want to give him the job and, and, and things like that as you're talking. Yes, of course you do. And you you think that he, you know, eventually could be better than Melvin Gordon. It's all these words that all point to it's not deserved. It's just you are kind of trying to will it into existence by being like, hey, look, you know, he's younger. He has more potential. He's a little more explosive. All these things. Um so the truth is, no, it's not deserved. That doesn't mean that, but, you know, not everything 
the way it works out in football is always because you deserve it. Melvin Gordon has only proven to this point that he is a better running back than Javante Williams. Um, just based on the evidence he beat him, you know, last year with the same amount of touches, all those things. Um, but in football in in sports, it's not always just that there's a lot more that's at play. So it this, but this is why I keep reminding people don't be upset or at least, you know, don't be surprised when the when the carry counts come out pretty even because this is just what happens before the season starts and before the film is out there you can talk yourself into potential and i'm not saying that javante williams is not going to live up to that potential but i do think when you say we know exactly what melvin is and what is that a very consistent performer I've said it a million times i think the consistency is going to be addicting for the coaching staff and he's going to get a lot of carries so again it's you're hoping on potential and you're, and you're looking at the flashes from last year and being like, this is what Javante can be. He has not yet earned it. And I just, because of that, that's why I would take the plus 170 on Melvin Gordon, because I'm just saying, Hey, look, Javante has to still has to go prove it. Melvin Gordon. I know what he is. And and that is a very good NFL running back. I think Javante Williams is going to eventually become a star, but it's, you know, I, for some reason in my head, I'm thinking of this as like a UFC fight. And if it was a UFC fight, I'd be betting on the wily vet who I know has a tough chin and is going to be able to stand in there with this young guy like he has time and time again. Well, and and Ryan, I'm going to go a step further. One, one of the things you said is that you wouldn't be surprised if it's 50-50 split at the end of the season between those two. It should be close to a 50-50 split. And I love Javante's potential. I think he can be a star, but you want him to be a star for the next two to five years, ideally, re- realistically. Obviously, mm-hmm. you want him to be a star for 10 years, but just uh, with the way NFL running backs are, next two to five years, you have Melvin Gordon on this team right now who is a really good running back. Javante, how does he play? You talk about having that hard chin. Well, he uses that when he's on the field because he just runs in people left and right. And that is where Javante is the best at as of right now in his game is just bulldozing people. Unless you're Derrick Henry, you can't sustain that run after run after run, racking up 20 to 25 yards per game. You, you just can't do that, uh, especially just in second year in the NFL when he's still learning how to avoid some contact, when to take on other contact. And if you're getting four or five yards every single time from Melvin Gordon, he should be on the field a lot in the right circumstances so that Javante can play this way. And then so instead of last year where Javante is going for 15, one, 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 Javante can learn. Let's do 15, then three, four, five, and, and, and develop his game. And I think this year is when Javante takes a step, not just from being the, this guy that's uh, you know, always on NFL Network for, for uh, monster runs, or what's it called? I can't think of it angry right runs. Now. There you go, yeah. For, for angry runs. But, but, but he's showing up on stat sheet for just consistency as well. And then next year, they say, okay, Javante, here's your three-year window of being a bell cow back. So I, not necessarily 50-50, but I think it should be 55-45. I think Melvin Gordon should get the ball a lot. Definitely. And, and you know, going back to Javante, not quite having the same numbers, 
you know, we talk a lot about the rookie wall before the season. It's like, ah, oh, you know, do you want this guy in fantasy? Because you know, late in the year, these guys aren't used to playing so many games. Javante, his three of his five worst games by yards per carry were in those three last games of the season. And so you see that little bit of drop off there. And all of a sudden, if he, he turns those into average games, all of a sudden, maybe he's in front of Melvin. And just for reference, I think Melvin was what, 12 for 110 in week 17 against the Chiefs last year. So can't put it all on blocking, you know. So there is some of that where you just say, he's a rookie. You know, week one was rough for him, too. That's his first NFL game. You expect better numbers there as well. And so I think that, you know, you can get more in depth than just saying year two will be better than year one when you just look at some of these things and say, oh, that's going to be better. That's going to be better. And so it makes it easier to bet on it. But yeah, Melvin, again, like fringe Pro Bowl back. Whether Melvin Gordon makes the Pro Bowl in any given year is just based on opportunity. Mm, I like that point. That's great. All right. Um, well, last thing I want to say about this. Zach, has, has Nathaniel Hackett talked at all about whether or not this is like an open competition or anything like that? No, no. Okay. And, and he's avoided that like the plague. So if asked, uh, what is he going to say? I, w- I want your prediction. Oh, he, he's going to he's going to say, oh, both guys. I mean, I love the way Javante runs and Melvin. He, he's a solid veteran back. He comes in here. Both these guys are really going to help the team out. You want a bunch of backs. Yeah. 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 I, that's what I was going to say is. Look, in our offense, we don't really see anyone as RB1 or RB2. Uh-huh. Like, you need a stable out here in today's NFL, blah, blah, blah. That, that's honestly what concerns me the most, is if, like, they're, like, behind closed doors, like, yeah, it's 60-40 or something like that. Um, but just to balance things out, you know, we'll say week one, uh, both guys have their packages. We just happened to call Melvin's package on the, the, the first first play. <laughs> he got that first start, and then, yeah. you know, it's 60-40 the rest of the way. We all know how things play out. Henry, that that's certainly how they're going to phrase it, but they know damn well what package <laughs> they're calling and who's yep. going to get the official start. Mm-hmm. I do think that they'll give that nod to Javante Williams. And, and I really do think, again, I really don't want to put too much on this outside of this circumstance. I really do think it's going to be, hey, Javante's just been in the building more, been around. But something I do have to give credit to, 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 uh, to, to Melvin Gordon is he's playing his card right. He is just... He's all over Russell Wilson and doing all the side things with him. Maybe not even the main event, AKA OTA practices, but he's doing all the side things with him. And at the end of the day, if Nathaniel Hackett says, these guys are 50, 50, I don't care who starts. Hey, Russ, who should be the starting running back? Russ is going to say Melvin. And that's just a huge thing to have in his back pocket is he's got Russ's love. Mm. Those Badgers, they band together. <laughs> what's, a, what's a pack of Badgers called? Mm, wow. I don't know. Hopefully it's like a pack of crows, a murder. <laughs> a murder. Wait, spe- spe- speaking of colleges and banding together, like you two uh, band together with the Buffs, um, I was in a Denver Starbucks today, and they've got CU Gold Cups in the in their locations now so i mean you guys gotta love that yeah that's the flagship university of the state of colorado <laughs> I mean, well, makes... why can't we have some crimson and gold in the denver starbucks locations i mean probably not enough fanfare <laughs> <laughs> once you get a football team you can be in starbucks um 
All right. Uh, well, one of our favorite teams is over at Breckenridge Brewery, where they brew up some of the best beers in the world, uh, including Strawberry Sky, which just, man, what a weekend beer. Like, if you're, there's, I don't know, there's just something about a Friday afternoon. Strawberry Sky, a long ways away from there, but we can all close our eyes and dream of Friday afternoon. And just like, the weather's perfect, and then you just open a strawberry sky, and it just feels like your life just got so much better. So um, go down, find your nearest liquor store, get some strawberry skies. You can you could maybe crack into a midweek, but I would say save save that first crack for the weekend and just oh, kick it off right. Um, hit up our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery, and you can use the Breck Brew locator on their website to find out where the nearest ones are to you. And drive and hit, us up, up. hit us up. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah take it. Take us, Henry. <laughs> there we go. Uh, I actually took a beating from DraftKings this week, uh, which is a shame. Well, that's not true because I, I also hit that 14 to 1 parlay. So overall, I guess I came out about that's the same. Good. But the Did open you hear got about me. me. Yeah, I've heard about you. And I've, <laughs> I actually have been like, I can't remember what it was. I was scrolling through Twitter this morning. That's what it was. And somebody tweeted something about Australia. And I just got like these awful feelings. Or just like, oh my gosh! And I was like, what was that about? And it's like because of Cam Smith. That as what well, what happened was I had Victor Hovland forty to one oh. to win the Open. They had a four shot lead, him and Rory in that final group. So what did I do? I was responsible and I hedged. And so I balanced out Rory at minus money, not a total balance. But I was like, there's no way those losers. So guess moral of the story. I have a new least favorite golfer, and that man oh is Cameron God. Smith. And Bro, I, oh. how could you do the sewer rat like that? He is so dope. <laughs> the mustache. Wait, so Ryan, you, you got you favorite. got to tell us you got to tell us your side of this. Well, uh, once again, I tried to give my friends good betting advice, and none of them listened to me, but I did. Um, <laughs> and uh, I said last week, I said, "Hey, look, I'm giving." This was on the betting show. I said, "Hey, look, I'm giving out Xander Shoffley to finish top ten playing really good golf uh, i'm giving you guys a sensible bet here but go ahead and you know if you want take him to win the tournament as well you know a little sprinkle here or there what happened xander shoffley of course he finished top 10 because he won the tournament then the next week i said the same thing hey look cam smith this guy always finishes top 10 in majors this is an easy bet take him and also sprinkle a little bit on him uh to win the tournament as well and of course he went and did it the saddest part is I knew I was going to be hanging out with Spencer and Mitch Smith all weekend. So I was like, oh, I got to bet on their cousin, Cameron, um, to win the Open. And, of course, they'll be on it too, so we'll all be cheering for them. Well, those guys – I almost cursed, uh, which I could have done, but I didn't – I don't know, for some reason. Uh, <laughs> those guys Responsible gaming right there, yes. Ryan. Those guys didn't do it. So they were like rooting against him, even though he's like yeah. their favorite golfer because they just didn't want to have the FOMO. But mm-hmm. my uh, partner in the golf tournament that I played with this weekend, Bryce, he also had him. So we had a great celebration on the eighth fairway yesterday when uh, when we found out that Cam won. Oh, was awesome. Hell yeah. Great call. Hey, hey I, I'm a little offended. I'm not on your friend group of friends that you tell about the winning bets. Maybe I'll Girl, make it on this weekend. I tell the entire on world on YouTube.com. And you have, you have my phone number. <laughs> and wow. um, I think I might have said it on this podcast. I obviously gave out my boy Ronan Malarney on here. Um, <laughs> he made it to negative three at one point, and then he missed the cut at seven over. Negative three? No, you, you did give you out the, you, you gave out Xander Shoffley uh, top 10 finish on this pod. You certainly did. 
Sorry, he made it to three under. I, okay, I'm actually yeah. thinking of uh, negative three because I played in a Stableford tournament mm-hmm. this weekend where that's an actual score. And no cheating? No. no. Well, who knows? Not in this tournament? But we played in um, the top flight, so it was real. You had to like have real scores. You couldn't sandbag your way through it. Uh, I see. I see. And spe- speaking of uh, not sandbagging, guys, let's make it official. Let's do our DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week right now. I'm just going to go straight to tonight. The home run derby. Uh, Hank gave out, what did you give out? Like 30,000 to plus 30,000 odds yeah. last week or something. I, I'm, not going, I'm not going that high, but I'm going to go with the old man, the biggest dog oh, in the home geez. run derby tonight. <laughs> I'm going Albert Pujols. I'm sprinkling. I mean, we're not talking a big bet. I'm talking a little sprinkle on this plus two. 2,200 on pool host to pull out a miracle. It's his fifth home run derby. He's never won one. He only has six home runs this year. Everything's pointing against him, except for the fact that I think the only reason he's playing this year is to win this home run derby. So he's going to save it all and uh, cash out a plus 220. I'll kind of build off of Zach here and uh, take Albert Pujols under 18 and a half home runs. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not building off of Zach. That's chopping him. Uh, that's chopping his legs off. Uh, maybe I'll throw a sprinkle on there too. Just so it just can't be that middle. Like he's either going to be terrible or he's going to win it. And I don't think he's going to win it. So I Zach, you convinced me. Like you convinced me. I was also hearing. So Albert Pujols, like his, his age is not his real age. Like he absolutely lied. Mm, so he's like five years older. Yeah, at least. Wow. Fifty. Yeah. At I mean, what point in life do you correct that? Never. 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 <laughs> I know. That's, that's great. Tough. There are certain things you just have to take to the grave with you, and <laughs> that's one of them. Maybe, after, maybe like in a book, like a tell-all book. If you need some money after your career. Right. 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 Buy this book to find out my real age. <laughs> Someone tweets it on release day after five minutes yeah um, no one buys the book um geez we made so much money off the home run derby last year when it was at cores i didn't even think about it tonight um but there's a very easy choice here uh, and you're still getting two to one on him so pete alonzo he's gonna win again the polar bear um he has such an easy swing he backspins the hell out of the ball and it just soars out of there every time uh, he was that was i'll i'll never stop talking about like it was kind of one of those things I almost felt like I was falling for a trap last year. I was like, oh, Coors Field Home Run Derby. That sounds electric. I should go. And then after I spent, like, a bunch of money on the tickets, I was like, did I just fall for something? Like, <laughs> is this a trick? And then I went to it, and I was like, nope, this was every bit as good as I thought it was going to be. Like, the the crowd just, like, one after another, like, oh, oh. <laughs> awesome so shout out pete alonzo he put on a show for us last year i was also very drunk and made it even better Um, i I, want to see that ryan i want to have that energy tonight uh so ryan over under 38 and a half home runs for your guy pete over over easy easy over and one more thing that's easy is checking us out over at thednvr.com we've got the best colorado sports coverage from anything i mean we're we're talking american raptors we're talking rapids we're talking uh college sports and of course broncos training camp there's no better place to be and so you want to make 
sure you sign up this week so that you're in. You get all the best training camp coverage next week over at thednvr.com. And when you sign up for an annual membership, you get a free T-shirt. So check us out over at thednvr.com. Oh, um, also, just because I've done it back-to-back weeks, I'll just give out a winner uh, for the golf tournament this week. We're going with Cameron Tringale plus 1,800. Okay, okay. You can't tell me that that's not a perfect name to win a small tournament after a big tournament. Like, you just see, you're like, oh yeah, this guy like goes crazy and shoots 35 under at some Mickey Mouse tournament. <laughs> what tournament is it? it? I hope it's called the Mickey Mouse tournament. That'd be it's great. The three M Open. I, the first two M's are Mickey and Mouse. I don't know what the yeah, third one is. <laughs> <laughs> that it really could be. It really could be. I love it. All right, boys. Uh. Madden is coming out with their rankings uh, over the over the weeks, or I guess over the days of this week, um, slowly rolling them out uh, for the opening rankings of Madden 23. Um, and that seems like something we could get mad about. So let's check out these rankings. Uh, anything notable pop out to you, Henry? Um, Honestly, the receiver rankings are right. Like I was, I was kind of surprised. Like I was like, "Oh, the NFL? What are you ta- you're talking Broncos or NFL? Uh, NFL, NFL. Oh, oh we don't have Broncos oh, yet, right? Oh, Henry, I no, no, no. I'm talking. Are you are you talking about the Broncos receivers ratings are right, or like the NFL receivers ratings are right? They have the NFL top ten out. Oh wow, they actually do have more than ten, don't they? Yeah, they've they've got everything. They release so oh. so. What they're doing is each day this week they're releasing uh one or two position groups and they're releasing everyone so yeah broncos broncos are all out here so i, don't, I got like the notification on my phone where it's like oh the top 10 is out for the for the wide receivers and, and espn did a whole big top 10 thing i was like oh okay that's cool but why wouldn't they advertise nobody cares about the top 10 they want to hear about the broncos their play well they just want to everyone wants to hear what their team's players yeah. are at. um okay Check wait let's Zach just Stevens start here NVR if you want the broncos there you go oh geez that's not surprising that you already have that out. Okay, let's just let's talk about the top ten though, because I find this very interesting. Um, Devonte Adams number one, Cooper Cup number two. By the way, Devonte Adams ninety nine overall. Um, Tyreek Hill number three, DeAndre Hopkins number four, Stephon Diggs, J- J- Justin Jefferson, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, Terry McLaurin, Amari Cooper. What is your biggest issue with that page? Biggest issue is it does not include Jamar Chase. Oh, really good, really good point. Okay, I, I really think he'd be in. There. And, and actually, I totally disagree with what what Henry said. I think the NFL or Madden got the NFL wide receiver rankings very wrong really? in many places. Although I think they nailed the Broncos, which we'll get to in a second. But Jamar oh. Chase, guys, he he's he's in the eighties. He's yeah. How does he not get a 90 at least? And, and I mean, I would wait. Everyone would rather have Jamar Chase than Keenan Allen, right? Than Amari yes. Cooper. I mean, come on. Yes. But you can't factor in age. So you have to say this year, Jamar Chase or Amari Cooper. I go Jamar, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase 10 times yeah. out of 10. Oh, um, the gap yes, is that big? Close. Yes. I also kind of have an issue with Cooper Cup not being number one. He won the triple crown last year. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's very fair. Devontae Adams. Again, like it's just like kind of a play style thing, honestly. You it's really easy to say 
Well, if I had the choice between those two, I would take Devontae Adams. And then you realize that, like, Devontae Adams had a better quarterback and had worse stats and got less far in the playoffs. And uh, And, Cooper Cup had a worse quarterback, had the better stats in every category, and won the Super Bowl. How could you not take him? I completely agree. He he should be number one here. And I, I honestly have an issue with Devontae Adams being a 99. And I'm not trying to say Devontae Adams isn't a 90. He's, you know, a 97, 98. He's fantastic. So good. But when I think of 99, that should be Aaron Donald and List in the entire uh, NFL right now. 99 should be, I, I believe, like FIFA does it this way, where it's like 99. It, you know, the best players in the game are 97 and something like that. I think that Aaron Donald is the only true 99 in the NFL right now. I I don't think Devontae Adams is is like the best wide receiver you can ever put together. I think that each position should be on a scale of its own. Um, And it's just against that year, not against Mm. like all time, because every game is played in a vacuum. It's not like we're like trying to write the history books here. We're just trying to make a video game. Um, (laughs) So I'm saying like every year the best player at their position should be a 99 as long as it's not like everyone is saying like, okay, well, this this position doesn't have any like true stars. Like you might be able to make the case. We talked about safeties the other day that no safety should be a 99. Uh, right. yeah. But like like the best wide receiver, which is Cooper Cup, should be a 99. Um, and also I find it really interesting. Like we know that speed is such a big part of Madden. Listen to this. Of the speeds – of the top six, seven, the top seven, other than Tyree Kill, 89 speed, 90 speed, 92 speed, 91 speed, 90 speed, 88 speed. That's a great point. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's, speed, a, it's a really good point. And speed it's not... way more important in Madden than it is in real life. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. There's I, also I the fact that like, are... <laughs> in the DMVR Madden League, all the speeds just get pumped up. Like all the players get pumped up and everybody's just trying to get speed. So you wind up with a bunch of guys who are like 95, 96. Mm-hmm. Like they're just, I don't, I don't know that it's necessarily those guys are like not fast as much as the, the scaling is just a little bit different. All right. Well, let's scroll through to page three yep, where you find baby. the first Bronco <laughs> and it's Cortland Sutton at 84 overall. Yikes. And when you compare some of the guys he's around, it's really easy to make a case and say, what? Cortland Sutton's being so disrespected. He should really? be much higher. And I think just my stance on this and what why I think Madden actually got the Broncos right is because it's easy to put these guys here in the low 80s because I think Madden is hedging on all of the Broncos receivers here because they could have put kj hamler a lot lower than they actually did and we'll get him get to him in a second i think they put could have put jerry judy uh a decent amount lower as well but i think they're hedging a little bit here and Cortland is the one that really could have been an 87 and i think it is being a little disrespected here um but but i i really think he's the only one that that's truly being disrespected man i look around here and i'm like there are certain guys at certain ratings where I'm like, Cortland Sutton's not better than them. But then there's a guy right next to that guy that I'm like, Cortland Sutton is better than that exactly. guy. So why is he not? Like, Adam Thielen is an 88 and Cortland Sutton's an 84? And it's because Thielen's mm-hmm. just a stat monster. And Cortland, and I good. think, will turn into that this year. 
And get, um, yeah. And like slot receiver does a lot of those slot things. So that so that helps. Like it's good in your role too. You know, that's why like Hunter Renfro is right in front of Cortland Sutton. And I probably have Sutton right in front of Renfro, but those two should be right next to each other. But in terms of just pure value, you would take Sutton because what he does is tougher to find than just a slot receiver. Yeah, it'd be interesting to like just talk to these Madden guys in terms of how hard and how much work goes into making these rankings. Like, do they really just like evaluate each little category and just mm-hmm. see what it turns out to to be at the end? Like, or are they saying like, okay, well, we know that like Cortland Sutton's a little better than this guy, so we got to make sure we pump up a few of his stats, like awareness, to make to like bump up his overall, so he's a better guy. I, I don't know how they evaluate it. I would um, guess it's just category by category. Like Deontay Johnson, better than Cortland Sutton? I, I wouldn't say so. And I, I think Jose makes a, a really good point here. He says Sutton's game, game of one catch for 14 yards say that he is an 84. And it's not fair to to just hold stats against a wide receiver. But obviously, because, because there's so many other things, obviously the Broncos had a really bad scheme last year. The Broncos had really bad quarterback play. But what is interesting is Cortland Sutton started the season off on fire. Of course, you remember that what, second game of the career or second game of the season where he had 159 yards and the first eight games of the season guys he had uh he was he had 579 receiving yards that was a pace of 1200 yards for the season he completely fell off a cliff after that guys in the final nine games of the season he had 197 receiving yards 197 and he played in all nine games that's an average over a 17 game season of 372 yards. And this was something that we talked about last year was Cortland Sutton was just so hit or miss game in and game out. And so I think Jose brings up a really good point. Which is just the inconsistency is why Cortland Sutton, you, you can make a case why Cortland Sutton's fair rating. Definitely. If we want to compare to Deontay Johnson, I mean, Deontay Johnson was seventh in the NFL in catches last year, 10th in receiving yards. I mean, that season would have been Cortland Sutton's best season. And yeah. Cortland Sutton's best season was there have been two years since then. Yeah, and so, it's, like, it's easy to put him in front. Yeah, and it, and it all just comes out of situation for me. And I think by the end of the year, you'll see Cortland mm-hmm. Sutton in the low 90s um, after all the revisions. Um, uh, conversely, I think they're giving Jerry Judy a little bit of the benefit of the doubt by making yeah. him an 82 overall. Yep. Yep. I, I, I agree. And I think this is a little hedge because Ryan, I think what they don't want to do is have Jerry Judy be in the seventies. And then by the season's end, he's actually in the nineties and he's like jumped from a C grade to an A. And then they kind of look stupid at the end. Uh, I think Jerry Judy could have easily been a 79 and I think it would have been probably a fair, fair rating, but Everyone knows how talented Jerry Judy is and just what steps and leaps he could take this year with a competent quarterback uh, and being put in the right situation. So I I think that 82 is a very good hedge for him. And I think like you look at the players around him and it makes sense. You know, the other 82, Sterling Shepard, Robbie Anderson, Marvin Jones, Devontae Parker, Allen Robinson feels like about the right group. And you could also see again, him clearing all those guys this year, but I I think that that's about right. Yeah, he hasn't proven anything. I think Zach's right that they're like, I mean, he has all, like, he is fast and he is quick and he does have great routes. And, like, they're like, where are we going to knock him down to make his ratings poor? 
plus, I think they're saying, yeah, he's going to boost up. Um, Tim Patrick's at an 80. I think that's like a perfect number for him, although maybe he's getting a little bit underappreciated. I think he's going to go up as well, just like everyone else will once he plays with Russell Wilson. But for right now, I think it's fair. Totally. Again, right there yep. with Juju. Completely agree. Right there with Jamison Crowder, Jacoby Myers, Gabriel Davis, AJ Green at this point. Yeah, that's that's right. Uh, and then, Zach, do you want to take us through the other ones so I don't have to scroll forever? We've got KJ Hamler coming in at a 75, and I got to say, this shocks me. I, I thought KJ Hamler was going to be a, a 69 and, uh, you know, where his speed's off the charts and everything else is just like a big question mark because that's honestly what, what KJ Hamler is, is he's extremely fast and a major question mark on if he's going to be available and what his other skills are, uh, uh, honestly, right now. And we know his rookie season, uh, I think he had the second most drops only behind Jerry Judy, but then he also showed flashes of being a really good route runner as well. So I'm really surprised that KJ Hamler yeah. got a 75. I, I, I think that they got that one right too. Again, like Dante Pettis is a 74. You easily take KJ over Dante Pettis. Uh, other 75s like Zay Jones, Tavon Austin. Yeah, I, I feel like that's what's, about right. If anything, his, I think you could bump him up. What's his speed? 94, I'm guessing. Uh, Yeah. Nice. I guessed right. Ding, 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 ding. Nice. <laughs> Jahan Dotson's a 75. Drake Lund's a 75. That's a tough one. I think that his speed is actually higher than that, but they just know if they put it higher than that, he's going to like – like they put it where it's supposed to be, then he's going to be like one of the best receivers in Madden, you know? Like, right, right. Um, he's, <laughs> yeah. pro- he's probably a 96, maybe a 97 speed. I agree that 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 Pretty that's fun. what he should be. And and guys, speaking of nice, the last receiver I'm going to go through uh, is the fifth on the depth chart, or, or according to them, the fifth best receiver Montreal? on the Broncos, Kendall Hinton, oh. coming in at a nice 69. Wow, real quick. Uh, KJ, if he was 96, that'd be seventh best in the league. Is he the seventh fastest receiver? I think he might be top four. Yeah. Really? If if not yeah. faster. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, like Tyreek Hill's the only one that I'm saying definitively is faster than KJ. Okay. Who's second? Jalen Waddle. Uh, let me go back. Sorry. <laughs> you caught him um, with his pants down, Ryan. 99 Tyree Kill, 98 you've got Quez Watkins and Jamison Williams, 97 Whoa. Marquise Brown, Miko Hardman, Jalen Waddle, 96 Anthony Schwartz, and Marquise Goodwin. Whoa, wow. they're putting a rookie at 98 speed. Not just not just He's a rookie. I love J. I I I, lo- I love Jamison Williams. Um, but not a, a rookie coming off a torn ACL. The ACL is more concerning. I don't think Who they is- care about rookie like because speed translates. Like if you're Quest fast, Watkins? you're fast. You're not going to get faster. Yeah, I didn't watch Eagles all that much. I can't speak on that. I watched yeah. the Eagles a lot, and like he's fast, but I just like both of those guys are going to average two thousand yards a year in the DNVR Madden League because of those rates. <laughs> and that is why it's not the <laughs> yeah. NFL. <laughs> yeah, they, they they certainly will. And uh, guys, if you want to be fast, you got to check out our friends over at Athletic Greens, or if you want your body at peak performance. Boy, you got to get athletic greens. All it is, is you you take one scoop, throw it in your water in the morning, and it gives you so much good stuff, including 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. So if you want to perform at a a better level – 
Athletic Greens turn to. If you just want to feel better as a person living your life, turn to Athletic Greens because all of those things that it provides is going to make you feel better. We're all on the AG kick, and it has made us glow. It's made us feel better, and and it over thousand people agree with us because it has over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's less than your cup of coffee a day, and it's lifestyle-friendly. Good for keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free. contains one less than one gram of sugar and no GMOs, no nasty chemicals. It's all the good things. And if you want a deal when you get some Athletic Greens, go to athleticgreens.com slash Broncos, and you'll get one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. That's athleticgreens.com slash Broncos. All right. Also going to give a shout out to our friends over at the American Raptors, where you can go down and have a good old time on the weekend for free. Tickets cost nothing. Uh, You get to go down to Infinity Park, which is a great venue to hang out at. Uh, They've got Breckenridge Brews down there last I checked. So you can go down, enjoy the sun, have some Breck Brews, and watch the American Raptors play rugby. It's an awesome uh, experiment. Uh, that they're doing there, trying to take players from other um, other sports who nearly made it to the very tip-top or made it to the tip-top and weren't able to hang uh, and bringing them into rugby to see if we can use some of the best athletes in our country to improve our rugby team at the world stage. Uh, so check out the American Raptors. Go down there. Have a good time. All right, guys. Shall we hop into the comment section right now and talk to the people? And our first one is coming in from our guy, LDJ. He says, I love you guys, but dude, seriously, what the hell is up with the advocacy for Debo Samuel? Did you guys seriously <laughs> say give him give, give up KJ and Jerry Judy for Debo? Ryan, peace out. Uh, he says, okay, Hank, he's, LDJ is coming after us. He said, here's the reason why I feel teams were cautious about Debo and AJ Brown, even though they're awesome receivers. They are never healthy ever like what's happening here we have jerry freaking judy unless i can get justin jefferson or jamar chase i'm not giving up jerry judy that i could have for the next seven to eight years like i understand we got russ and we're in a win now mode but what kind of wide receivers did peyton inherit peyton isn't russ but dude i'm so confused i'll leave you with all this i believe in jerry Cortland, and kj and tim patrick more then I believe in Russell Wilson. Let me read that again, Henry. He believes in Jerry, Cortland, KJ, and Tim more than he believes in Russell Wilson. They are that good, in my opinion. And unless I'm getting a healthy Bucks wide receiver core or Bengals wide receiver core, I wouldn't give up this wide receiver core for anything, especially Debo, who can't stay healthy. Like, I'm so hurt when I hear about replacing stuff on this wide receiver core. It makes no sense to me. Love you guys. Sorry for being long-winded, but come on! Jerry freaking Judy! What the heck, Henry? Defend us or don't. I mean, there's you gotta, he's buying the hype, he's buying the hype. And there's, I mean, what all those guys combined if they had one 1,000 yard season, like it is what it is, you know. And there's potential for them to be really good, like we all see it. Like, could Jerry Judy be a top 10 receiver in the NFL? Absolutely, you know. What Ryan say? He thinks Cortland Sutton's going to be in the low 90s. That make him a top 10 receiver in the NFL this season. You know, KJ, I think KJ has a chance to be as good as any of them. Uh, Tim Patrick is no t- like you see you see the path and it's easy to say, yeah, they just haven't had the quarterback, but 
I mean, based on what we've seen so far, it, there's there's better receiver cores. I mean, even the Raiders. And you get Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro. Like, there's an argument there. You know, Keenan Allen and, and Mike Williams, there's not as much depth. You could make the argument there. I would still take the Broncos, but they got to prove it at some point, and this, this year we'll find out. I would too, but uh, Henry, to your point, Madden, not that Madden's everything, but but it's just mm-hmm. a, a national outlet. They yep. would take the Chargers. They have both Mike Williams and Keenan Allen rated higher than any of the Broncos receivers. Uh, they, they would also put, uh, put the Raiders above the Broncos as well. And uh, LDJ brings up a point about Debo not being healthy. He's played more games than Corton Sutton the past three years. Yeah. Um, so he's he's healthier than that. He played in 16 of the 17 games last year. And Henry, uh, sometimes it's not fair to compare stats of wide receivers because one is playing with Case, Case Keenum, Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, and the other is playing with Aaron mm-hmm. frickin' Rodgers. Well, of course, Devontae Adams' stats should blow them out of the water. But my question to you is, how good – is Joe Flacco, Case Keenum, Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, that group of quarterbacks? Not, they're not, not very good, right? They're not good. No, they're not good yeah, at they're, all. They're, 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 not, they're not very good. Now, how good is Jimmy Garoppolo? Better? Not Probably not a lot better, but better. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you. He's obviously yeah. better than those guys, but he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not top no, five. Not. I think he's more on the level where you compare can compare stats uh, a little better. Obviously, they have Kyle Shanahan going for them, and Debo was used right. But as a receiver, this is what Debo Samuel did last year. 77 catches, 1,402 yards, an NFL high, 18.2 yards per reception. That is Debo doing it on his shoulders, not being led by a great quarterback. So LDJ, mm-hmm. oh, you broke up. I'm not sure. Either you broke up or I broke up. It's Zach. Oh, it is Zach. Okay. Well, hopefully we get Zach back. I think he we know where Zach is going. Like <laughs> <laughs> on top of that, I guess Debo also had 365 rushing yards and 14 total touchdowns. So that's uh, that's pretty solid. There he right. is. Zach uh, is back. Zach, sorry about sorry about that, Hank. I Let's... think we got the point. Yes, yes, yes. I, I I think so. Let's move on and talk to Micah Pexer. He says, anyone ever tried the Canadian breakfast classic? Oh, boy. You want, you want to read that one for me? Was it uh, Chode in a Hole? Yes. I saw this comment come in this morning. I don't know if this is real. It, it's, is he just pulling our light here? Google. <laughs> I'm not quite sure if you want to, if you want to Google that one, uh, egg, but... Uh, Toad in the Hole. Yeah, we probably shouldn't have. A song from. Probably shouldn't have read this one. From Priest Crippler. Yeah, no, I, I don't think that that's a real thing. Yeah, to- Toad in the Hole is what's coming up. Wow, Micah, you got us. Next one from the Danimal. He <laughs> says, catching up on a couple of weeks of pods after a lovely excursion to Ukraine. 
It oh. seems Zach and I had a complete opposite European experiences. I should kill my travel agent. Yeah, I would imagine you had a very different experience. He says, but it hit me when y'all bring up the London game. What's the plan? Where's the pub crawl? What's the tailgate? Are we going to the best? Are we going to do the best soccer hooligan impression and trounce some Jags fans? Inquiring Ooh. minds need to know so we can book flights. Hit us with the plans, please, Jen. Stay awesome, Danimal. Danimal, what I'll say is stay tuned. That is next on our agenda. So we and, and we're, we're already working on it, but we've got we've got an awesome plan. Uh, and stay tuned for the details, Dan. We'll, we'll love to see you there. Yes. And I believe final one coming in from Beham Bronco says, "Happy Monday, dudes! I'm thrilled to hear about the DNVR plans for the Titans game. Oh, I love this! People are pumped here about <laughs> London, pumped here about Nashville." He says, "I can't wait to meet you guys and the other Tennessee Bronco fans." Speaking of. If you're part of the DNVR fam and live in Tennessee, hit me up on Twitter at YOLO swag in a box. Oh, YOLO swag in a box underscore and say hi. So if you're in Tennessee or that area, hit up and hit him up at, at YOLO swag in a box underscore on Twitter. He says, my question for today is what are your guys' experiences with fishing? I heard Ryan mention it the other week, and being an avid fisherman, I just wanted to hear you guys talk about it. By the way, shameless plug, I have a fishing YouTube channel. Check it out at Alex Roberts Fishing if anyone is interested. Thanks, boys. Love to hear that, Beham Bronco. Henry, I feel like you're, you're the fisherman of the group. I mean, you're from Montana. Probably some great fishing. There is some great fishing up there. That is for sure. People tell me all about it. Um like you know, growing up, uh, elementary you're not school, a big fisher. Like, no, a couple field trips every year. You go out and fish. My thing is, I don't really like touching them or hurting them. You know, like I, yeah. like I've always thought you just tie like a, a worm. I don't necessarily like touching the worms either. Throw something, <laughs> tie something onto the end of the string, fling it out there, and just kind of like have fun feeding the fish. Would be more my speed. And oh. I, I think I'm growing out of it a little bit. Like I think I have, I could handle myself now, but it's like eh, I don't need to. They all they just like wiggle around and stuff, and it's like eh, I don't. I, I like yeah, the experience, I, but not the fish. Henry, I uh, I could be right there with you, just just drinking some beers, feeding fish as uh, as we watch other people yeah. go fishing. Uh, I, I really like that idea. The the one time I can remember fishing, and I've probably been a few times when I when I was young, but not many. The one time I can remember, I caught this this fish when I was a kid. It seemed like a really big fish. And it was just me and my buddy and we were camping with his family and his, his, his dad was back at the campsite when I caught this. And so I'm like, I, I just caught this fish. I'm like, here, you stay with the fish. Keep it when I go get dad to, to bring back so that he can like, you know, unhook the fish and everything. Mm -hmm. Well, my friend felt the exact same way as we did. And of course, just didn't want to touch it and kind of threw it back in the water. So when <laughs> I got back, my, 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 my catch was gone. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> there was one camping trip right after I graduated high school with some of my friends. And one of them was in charge of the food. And there's like, okay, Ike has the food covered. And then we get out there and he says, yeah, I figured we'd, we'd catch enough fish for about a day's worth of food. And we did not. And it was horrible. So that was a real fun experience for me. And also, if anybody's listening to this podcast, we lost Zach again. And hopefully he's going to be back soon. Um, I don't have the comments pulled up. That was the last one, remember? But oh, I, I will say, 
Ryan oh, is okay. a big, Ryan's family is big into fishing and Ryan, um, every time I've gone fishing with him, he's caught fish. So I think he's the fisherman of the group. Okay. Oh, he is the fisherman of the group. Thanks for that in insight, Allie. I definitely thought Mr. Hank, Mr. Montana. I mean, you, you talk, I, I feel like you talk up a big game about being a mis an outdoorsman. I'm more of a looker than the like catcher, a shooter or anything like that. I'll feed the animals. Was, I'm down for that. Was that your uh, pickup line when you were in bars back in the day before you were, uh, you, you were tied up was I'm more, I'm more of a looker, baby. It wouldn't have been inaccurate. I wasn't much of a tucker at that point. I wasn't the I wasn't the shoot my shot kind of guy. But also, I guess if I just say that I was sitting there looking, that's a little creepy too. So, uh, that that's true. I guess more of a looker in terms of your looks do the talking instead oh. of like, yeah, I'm just looking at you. Yeah, yeah, two very different things. Okay, yeah, definitely, definitely. You're more of a looker than a starer. Yeah, the staring gets bad. I'm more of a peeker. Oh, Peeker. Oh, my gosh. We got to end before it gets worse for you. Yeah, Hank. please. End yeah. <laughs> no, because that is that too. I just realized. No, no like, never. Like, oh, you walked in. Like, no, yeah, no. Keep, keep keep your windows closed. Keep your shades closed when when oh Henry's around. So we have no uh, no Not Peekers. Like but Henry, I've really never. enjoyed this. Awesome to have the three of us on. Allie, thank you so much for producing. And we're going to be back tomorrow and the rest of this week leading up to training camp, breaking down all of the position battles. It's been a blast today. Henry, thank you. Allie, thank you. We will talk to you tomorrow on the DNVR Broncos podcast.